everybody. I'm Marianne Katsidis, and this is the Heart-Led Changemaker podcast. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone where it felt so juicy and inspired that it left you feeling energized and ready to take on the world? There have been countless times I wished I could have recorded conversations like that because it felt criminal that no one else got to hear or experience that feeling. Those conversations ignite something inside of you because you visualize a new way to connect with others and sometimes even a new world. This show will provide you with ways to stay focused on the future, some food for thought, new ideas and concepts, a way to create abundance ethically, a showcase of those already doing the work and succeeding, and a sense of connection. Being a change maker can be very lonely, so this will serve as a community for heart-led warriors. Sit back and let this high-vibe, heartfelt conversation light you up. Today's guest is Amy Rose Delarant. She is a Reiki master, a sound therapist, an intuitive channel, a psychic medium, and a shadow worker. She works with clients to integrate their shadow side by holding space for them to make the shifts they need to be in alignment with the truest version of themselves. Amy, welcome. I'm so, so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be in your energy and oh, it's going to be so much fun. It is. I mean, there are so many topics we could cover today, but I really like us to focus on food and herbs as a way of healing. So I know from experience, you encourage your clients to introduce good nutrition to help with their healing. But how did you even discover that there was a direct connection there? So I actually had an experience with my health growing up and I had to turn past traditional Western medicine and I actually went into a Reiki healer before I'd ever been attuned or anything. And she is the one that taught me through aftercare about eating for your chakras. And that was really, really interesting. And I started to go down that path a bit more and then I figured out there's a direct link between our energy, what we're eating and what we're thinking. And so I really dived in more with the nutrition side of things. And I actually recommended aftercare for my clients that they eat for their chakras, depending on what we've worked with and shifted through in our session. Yes. And and that makes sense because I've personally learned a great deal from you. There have been countless times where we've had sessions together and, you know, as I've entered the environment where we're going to do the healing, you've, you know, put a smorgasbord of things together for me to nourish me. And that involves like teas and foods that you've intuitively put together to aid in my surrender. And you do that without asking. And so do you find that that full rounded care makes it easier for you to heal others? Yes, it really does. I love to nurture and to look after people, whether they be my friends or my clients. I'm holding that space no matter what. And I've got to say food is my love language. It always has been. And depending on what I'm helping a client sift through and move through, they sometimes need that extra support and loving care. And especially with what we've done together with your sessions, they've been pretty massive. And I don't technically ask you, but I ask your higher self and your guides and your team what you need. 
And usually it's you need a good feed. You need something to ground and nurture and just make sure that you're okay and make sure your blood sugar levels are all right because healing can take so much out of you when you're having it done that you need to replenish as much as you can. And some people just aren't safe to get in a car after they've had a healing because it's so massive. So anything I can do to help people feel safe and look after them, I'm going to do it. And that shows in the experience that I have had with you. I mean, we know that, you know, the right foods, healthy, nutritious, organic food lifts our mood. It creates a rush of endorphins and happy hormones into our system. I know that both you and I have followed medical medium. For those who don't know what that is and what that means, do you want to explain that in a little bit more detail? Sure. So the medical medium is an amazing man called Anthony William, and he has a spirit guide called the Spirit of Compassion who channels through to him information to help people heal in a very different way than traditional healers would do it. He heals through food and food is medicine in his eyes, which from personal experience I know is true. I've seen the changes in my body. I've seen the changes in my health. And so I really love to recommend what is in alignment for my clients to follow forward with and some protocols. But it's not something that everyone is going to be in alignment with depending on what they've got going on. So it's a very personal thing. But for those that are really interested in it, I highly recommend reading the medical medium books or at least checking out his Instagram or his podcast because there's a wealth of information there and you never know what you're going to come across. Yeah, so for me, I've used it as a bit of an encyclopedia with some of the health issues that I've had, including Epstein-Barr. And that autoimmune, I mean, there are a ton of recipes and a ton of information in his protocols and, and in his books that show you and teach you how to heal that with food. And it's been an absolute game changer for me. I don't know that I'll ever really love drinking celery juice. I I don't know that I'll ever come to that day. But when I do drink it, I do notice a change in the way that my body is operating. You know, and I guess from my experience as a kinesiologist, there are other things that you're digesting. So it's not just food that you're digesting, right? You're digesting your environments as as well. And so do you think that when you're nourishing yourself from a, you know, a spiritual perspective and from a food perspective, that you need to be mindful of what your environment is like and what your mental state is in that environment before you start eating? Absolutely. You're really needing to make sure that you're checking in with yourself and you're providing that balance. Because a lot of health stuff is focused just on the body or just on the mind or just on the spirit, whereas I like to do a holistic approach of everything in together. And if one is out of balance, they're all going to be out of balance. It's just showing you where there's some work that you're needing to be doing. And especially if you're choosing to eat while you're stressed, if you're not moving away from the computer at lunchtime, if you are rushing through and eating the kids' leftovers, you're not nurturing giving to yourself. You're giving yourself leftover energy and it's going to show up in your body. One thing that I really had to learn was to stop and have my celery juice every day, even though I hate it, even though it tastes foul, like moldy dirt, (laughs) I notice a difference in my body, genuinely. And I had to retrain myself around thinking about it because it's not food. It is a herbal tincture because celery is a herb. And so once I started to change my mindset into, oh, this is a herb, it's supposed to taste bad, then I could stomach it. But celery juice, if it wasn't so good for me, I wouldn't touch the stuff. It's foul. And that's sort of some of the ways that I approach the work that I have to do. This is the best thing for me, even though I don't particularly like it, like doing shadow work or diving in with things. It's not always comfortable, but the end result is worth it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are a couple of things that you've said that I'd like us to sort of dig in a bit deeper with. One of those things is it was reminding me of a client that I had where they were in a quite a stressed out work situation and and I muscle tested. This is when I was a kinesiologist. I muscle tested and it came up that there were three foods, lemon, tuna and rice, and the, the client needed to stop eating that combination for four weeks. And the client that I was treating gas and couldn't believe that I picked up on that because that's what they had been eating for weeks on end for lunch because they were trying to be healthy. But what they were doing was eating in front of their computer in a very stressful corporate environment. And so what happened is the body starts making associations to the food. It's got the memory like, mm, when did I experience this before and it's pulling all the memories of all the times you've ever experienced that in with that energy and so I was encouraging him to not eat lunch at his desk for a start so then he started watching tv in his car at lunchtime which was fine but he had to yeah he stopped eating it and then as part of that then his body started to settle down and he was able to reintroduce that back so that really resonated so I 100% agree that being mindful of you know how you're feeling and where you are that combination is is really important sometimes it's better and not that I'm encouraging not eating definitely not I love food so that's fine but you know sometimes it's better if you're stressed to just wait a little while until your energy calms down before you eat because your body is making that association and I'm, I'm assuming that you're noticing that with your clients oh yeah for sure it's really interesting as well with the link with your client, the food that he was eating, the stress and being in front of the computer because you've got the blue light from the computer screen going straight into you, disrupting your circadian rhythms, which is going to stop your body telling you that you're full or that you're hungry because it's throwing off your body clock. Then you've got the repetitive food. It's not eating intuitively. It's eating by routine. And our bodies need that need that shift. They need us to flow with them. They need that extra input. And sometimes we're not going to be able to eat the thing we ate the day before or the day after. It's really about checking in on a daily basis and seeing what you need to eat. Some people aren't so good at that because there's so much noise going on around them. And I find with my clients that I'm really having to encourage them to take time to slow down and just check in with themselves. And like I've been doing this work for half my life, it feels like, but it's still amazing to me how many people don't know how to check in with themselves because it's not something that's actively taught. And so that reminder for my clients is so, so important. And so when you say check in, and this was going to be my sort of next question, when you say check in, do you mean just listening to what your body wants to eat, regardless of what you're being told you should and shouldn't have, like carbs, for example, and alcohol or, you know, whatever it is, if your body actually just feels like that's what it wants or chocolate, which is my favorite, you know, is it about being okay to do that and giving yourself permission to have it rather than being in all of those restrictions? Absolutely. I believe everything in moderation because if you cut something out and you end up having it, you're going to go into a guilt spiral that's going to make you shame and blame yourself until you end up gorging on the thing that you're trying to cut out because you're trying to punish yourself. So if you can cut that cycle out and just, okay, today I feel like a little bit of chocolate. Cool. Don't eat the whole block unless like it's absolutely what your body wants, but nine times out of 10, it's not, but it's listening to the different signals and the different cues that your body has about certain foods. You might find during the mornings that you 
actually need a bigger breakfast to get you going for the day. Whereas other people might find they need just like a lighter breakfast in the morning, or they may not even be able to eat in the morning. It's about listening to your body as you're working through your day. And it's going to change day by day, hour by hour. And so giving yourself that time to stop, close your eyes, tune in with your body, and just genuinely just ask it, what do you need from me today? And then being open and aware enough to listen when it speaks with you. Because our bodies are always communicating with us. Everything is energy. We're always inputting data and energy into ourselves. But most people aren't doing work to transmute that energy, transmute that data and pay attention to the signals. So I really recommend just slowing down. Give yourself five minutes a day. I've had people that complain, oh, I don't have time to do that, la, la, la. If you have time to watch Netflix at the end of your day, you have five minutes to tune in and ask your body what it needs the next day. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So do you think that there's a connection about being flexible emotionally and flexible with the way we're approaching food and the way we nourish ourselves? Absolutely. Flexibility is the name of the game. It's moving intuitively through life and responding to what's coming into your awareness. Because if you make set rules and sets, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to blah, 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 you're setting yourself up for failure. It's not that every rule is going to be broken, everything's going to fail, but there's this link between food and punishment. And I really want to break that because it's just going to repeat patterns and cycles from inner child stuff that's going to come up. And it's just like a whole can of worms. So I really recommend just being flexible letting things happen as they need to giving yourself time no one else is going to give you the time to check in and do this stuff it's only going to come from you and being really patient with yourself as things come up you might not be perfect every day that's okay sometimes we need the big greasy hamburger other times we need to watch what we're eating and maybe have some lemon water it's about checking in and making sure that we're listening when the signals hit yes absolutely And so I know you're very fond of going to the markets and buying beautiful organic produce and using that produce in a a multitude of different ways. I guess my first question is, what is your favorite food or herb? We'll start there and then I'll ask you some other questions. Oh God, that's so hard. Why do you have to do that to me? You know what? It changes with my body. But at the moment, my favorite thing is actually citrus lemon. It's so incredibly versatile and powerful and it can uplift your mood. It can help your body cleanse. You actually, lemon in water is one of the best ways to hydrate your body. Most people are chronically dehydrated. Um, and it doesn't matter how much water you drink. If the water's not structured appropriately for your body and your cells, you're never going to absorb it. You're just going to pee it straight out. Versus if you have a bit of lemon juice in your water, it's structured in a way where your cells can absorb it properly. And you feel such a difference in the clarity of your mind, the way your body feels. I've noticed when I haven't had my lemon water in a while, I actually feel quite heavy. And once I have it, things start clearing out. You pee a lot, but it's worth it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I have a lemon, turmeric, uh, cayenne, pepper, and ginger in the morning. Every morning, that's my. It's a it's a hot drink that I have. It's kind of new over the last probably couple months, but I really I enjoy having it. There's somehow there's a a sacredness in taking that time to nourish myself and set my digestive system up in the morning. Is that you know from a from a healing perspective? Do you? find that as your clients progress along they start to just naturally as they release some of their trauma and you know the things that are bothering them that it becomes easier for them to I guess start implementing those things like it's not you know initially it might feel a bit clunky 
But overall, they start to realise the significance of nurturing themselves in that way. Absolutely. It's really beautiful to watch when that self-care comes online because you can tell when someone has had a lot of trauma in their life or they just expect for things to not go well. They actually stop looking after themselves. They feed themselves. They do all the right things. They check things off the list, but they're not actually doing it because it feels good. They're doing it because they feel they have to. So once they make that switch into trust and allowing And you can really see how that nurturing of themselves is lighting them up. Oh, my God, it's amazing. And I always tell my clients, let your day romance you before it tries to screw you. When you wake up, wake up gently. Give yourself time. Give yourself time to wake up before you have to. Five minutes in the morning. I don't dearly ask for 15, but everyone's a bit time poor at the moment. But just that little bit of time to tune in with your body, introduce yourself to your day, If you're into journaling, do that. If you need to meditate, do that. But just something in the morning, like your tea, that's going to help you work with the day instead of against it. Yeah, absolutely. I love the romancing yourself in the morning. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Whether you've got a partner or not makes no difference because you're responsible for how you feel. So I think that that, that's brilliant. Coming back to um, one of the other questions that I had for you just on using your favorite foods and herbs, a lot of the time you're, you know, whilst you put you know lemon juice in your water and so forth you're keeping the skins of the lemons you're using that produce in its entirety like nothing goes to waste in your house like what are some of the things you do with you know I, I don't I mean I have never even thought to keep lemons that I've squeezed and use them in different <laughs> ways so what you know what do you do so it really depends on what I'm working with but with lemons specifically I use the juice I use the zest I um, save the peel and I actually use that in spell jars intention jars because they hold such powerful energy i don't like wasting food i'd much rather see it go to use i even save my carrot peeling sometimes because they actually can hold some energy as well it really just depends on how you look at food if you think it's going to be disposable you're going to throw it out if you're concentrating on what you're actually buying and not impulse buying and planning out what you're going to do with it you're going to use more of it. It's kind of my rule when I go to the markets, my like weekly routine. I go to the markets, I come home, everything goes straight into the sink. It all gets a nice soak and a wash. Everything is blessed. And then I start processing it and it goes into my fridge ready to eat. So if I'm having carrot sticks, I'll make them up. If I'm making a smoothie, that goes straight into the freezer. If you have that stuff pre-prepped, you're less likely to tell yourself you don't have time to use it or do anything with it. And then once I've made my way through with it and I've got what is the supposed waste, then I process that and I I have it drying so that I can then use it with my medicinal magical work as well. Which is so amazing. And I love that you bless your food as well. I mean, that's yeah. that's not something new really because people pray before, a lot of people pray before they have dinner. That's, I guess, in a lot of ways, that's very American. You see that in, in a lot of the American shows and, and a lot of Christian people do that. But I think that that is something that's so important because you're, Again, you're digesting those blessings. Yes. And it's actually something that I picked up in my Reiki training. Reiki opened up so much for me. But in one of the sessions, we were actually taught to Reiki and bless our food. And then we um, later, we were actually introduced to a book by Matsuro Emoto on the cellular structure of water. And water that's been spoken to lovingly and kindly holds more frequency and intention than water that's been spoken hateful words to. So if you think about when you're in public, there's some people that have a really lovely energy. They're in the shops, they're doing what they need to do. And there's some people that have, how do I put this nicely, maybe energy they need to work on. That's the nicest I can put that without swearing. But that energy will go into what's around it. And if they're in the market, if 
they're at the shop, if they want to pick the, the grapes, whatever it is that you're eating, that's going to go into your body unless you give yourself time to cleanse and purify it. And I'm very conscious about what's in my environment, not just my food, but anything that comes into my space is blessed, is cleansed, is filled up with light because I try as much as I can to set that vibrational intention with everything that I do. Yes, I love that. And you and you can feel that in the food that you, you know, that you create. And then in the even those beautiful intention jars that have got all those beautiful herbs, including rose petals and all sorts of different cool things, you can feel feel that and you do I know being on the receiving end I do genuinely feel nourished and you can feel the heart that goes into the things that you make and I I love that I'm learning a lot because I I had a an aversion to cooking for a while there because of it was associated to some trauma with my ex-husband and you know that whole thing and I, I had a program running that I wasn't a very good cook and then there were programs of you know I didn't feel like I I was worthy of being nourished you know in that ABC and the list goes on and on and on and so I've learned and I've adapted what I've you know in my routine if you will the things that you've taught me and it's with you know I have so much gratitude for that learning and you're you're in that full expression of that you know and I know that you actively dry herbs and you're mindful of the you know the impacts on the planet as well you know from beginning to end I just think it's pretty amazing oh thank you that means so much and honestly to see the shift in you and I know I was um, on the right track when I told you about cooking for yourself because it had been such a chore and such a labor to help you bring that love back into your life through cooking for yourself brings me so much joy just to see you flourishing like it's one of my great pleasures to see the people that I help come back to who they were always meant to be so thank you so much for giving me that feedback it means the world and it's amazing what you can do when you set the right intention yeah absolutely and you know that whole thing the thing that I keep in mind when I start to get the wobbles or when I start to feel like I'm I'm backsliding is I have absolutely I've got time to take care of myself and to, to nourish myself I actively choose to do that. And and it's sort of like my little mantra that I say, of course, I've got time to take care of myself because it's easy for me to stay in work mode. I'm programmed that way. It's, you know, things that I'm like deconditioning from as we go. I'm getting, you know, better, definitely better in that space. But having that as an intention in my mind that cooking isn't, it's not just a thing to do and just another task on my list. It is actually me taking that time to give to me and if I'm giving that time to me then I'm going to have the right time around me as well from you know everyone else and so I I I do keep that in my mind and I I know that is your approach when you're talking to clients in in all the other aspects of healing as well to be mindful that you know so within so without yes absolutely everything has an energy everything is an intention the words we think about ourselves, words we speak about ourselves and others makes an impact. And so I like to remind my clients to be very careful with what they're putting out there because it's going to come back to you. There is no don't, can't or shouldn't in the universe. It's only is and should, is and and yes. So it's about really making sure that you have the right intention set as you're moving forward and not just doing things out of habit and because like you feel you have to. Yes. And that investment in yourself and that little bit of time that you're going to take to really like what do I actually want 
point out of my life, what am I asking for, can open up so much incredibly quickly. People like to say they're good manifestors, but generally they don't clean up their language day to day. It's like, oh, I am in my mantra space. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But what happened to the words you said yesterday where you were so fat and you were so ugly and you feel so guilty and you did this and you did that? Cancel, clear, delete. That shit's going to come back at you. Yes, so true, so true. And I guess, you know, it is one of those things where it becomes, it's a choice. It's a choice that you make. It's a choice on your approach. When you think about how long the average Uber Eats delivery takes, that's usually about 30 minutes. You can cook yourself a meal during that time, the exact same amount of time, but it's also going to feel better for you because you're doing it for you. doesn't mean you can't have takeaway or go out and do all of those things, but there is a, a mindset shift that needs to happen when it comes to time, don't you think? Absolutely. And especially considering the way that trends have been going, most people aren't taught to cook by their family anymore. So there's a lack of confidence that's there as well. It's not just time, but I would say with Uber Eats, it definitely has its time and its place. Like I can understand being exhausted and tired and just not feeling it. But when that is your like gold standard um, response every day, I'm just going to order in, you're really missing that opportunity to nurture yourself. And it's self-love. If you can feed yourself the way that your body really wants to be fed, that is the best thing you can do. It's better than any healing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I was 18 when I left home. So I learned a lot of my cooking, you know, my capability with cooking. I learned, you know, out of home and I secretly do love it. But because there were those other programs there, once they started to move away and shift away, the joy in creating because it is an expression, a creative expression has become a lot more fun for me now. And yeah, I, I can I can only imagine that you're encouraging your clients to do that and, and leading by example, because I know that you post and you share a lot of what you're doing with the, the food side of things and, you know, the herbs that you're using and all of that as a way of, of supporting the other work that you do. Yeah, exactly. Like it's that holistic viewpoint with the way that you're living your life and what you're choosing to do, what intention you're setting and I love to share about my life with my people to inspire them because I find that most people don't know what it looks like to see you living holistically and they need some sort of viewpoint to understand oh I'm already doing this I'm just saying that I'm not and once people can break through that perception that they're doing things wrong or that they're going to mess up in some way it gives them so much more permission and freedom to just do whatever they feel like they need to like who are they trying to prove it to you can just live for you and I feel like there's this well there is there's this social media comparison game oh la 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 is doing blah 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 and they're going to this restaurant they're doing that but at the end of the day if you're sharing because it's what's on your heart and it's what's true to you doesn't matter how many views you get doesn't matter how it is received if it comes from your heart it's going to feel 100 times better than a thousand views but if people can sense that things are coming from your heart space and they witness that in you nine times out of ten it's going to bring the right people into your ear and into your world so really paying attention to what you're putting out there because it's going to come back in some way shape or form yes definitely and and like I said I, I really love that you're leading by example because it's not just the the healing work it's actually the things that support you know all of those beautiful therapies that you offer and I think that that's divine so when you look at the different vibrations with food and herbs what's the highest vibe food 
in your opinion? The highest vibe foods out there are actually fruit and veggies that are uncooked. They are just like the most high vibe. And it's really, really simple food, but it's what our body processes the best. So if you find yourself struggling with digestion or struggling with just making sure that you're eating, starting with fruit is the best thing that you could do because it really does enlighten and lift you up. Yeah, definitely. And so when you think of foods that are are typically low vibrational, for those who don't know, what would low vibe foods be? Anything processed out of a can, out of a jar, out of a tube, out of a packet, anything that an American would very happily eat. Sorry, but I had American brother-in-law. I had first-hand experience. Anything American would happily eat, they're not going to be good for you. So it's that processed cheese, it's that processed meat, it's the chips, the crackers, the chocolate, the sugar, all the things that our body crave a lot. They're actually not really great for us. And we know this, but it's that survival instinct, get the calories, get the sugar, get, get all that loveliness into you. So I'm not saying you can't eat it. Sometimes you do need to have the lower vibe stuff because you've been doing too much and you just need to chill. But it's making sure that it's in moderation and you're not punishing yourself for eating it. Yes. And that again, that comes back to that self-talk, not punishing yourself when you do have it. So if you are going to have it, I remember Esther Hicks, who's a an amazing intuitive, she said, if you're going to choose to do something or have something or eat something, if you're saying to yourself, oh, I shouldn't have this, and then you have have it your body is going to have that energy and that reaction to it whereas if you if you say to yourself oh this is the best chocolate of my life I'm going to really enjoy this I'm, I'm going to feel a lot of freedom when I have it and you indulge it in that way your body is like oh to be relaxed and it's going to be actually easier for your body to digest it and do what it has to do absolutely it's that difference between indulge and gorge they're yes. very different energies one's quite restrictive one's it's like that energy of waiting to get caught it's like oh I'm being a naughty little kid hiding behind this I'm going to shove this in my mouth before anyone's looking versus indulge oh I'm going to take the time I'm going to eat this and oh my god it's going to feel amazing and it's almost like a sense experience it's really about making sure again that time is available like how many lies do we tell ourselves about time it's just not true time isn't even a thing yes absolutely and the self-punishing is is a big one because a a lot of people use food as self-abuse right they think that they're they're having it because they want to or they need it but actually it's a it's a form of self-abuse absolutely anything where you need it is generally a sign that you're an imbalance. Doesn't matter if it's a person, if it's food, if it's alcohol, if it's activity, if it's binging TV, if it's something that you need, that is a sign that it needs to be addressed because it's out of balance with you and your body and your alignment. Yeah, 100%. And so I guess when you look at all the things that you're doing, it's very easy to notice that you are a change maker. That's why you're on this show and, and why you're a treasured, a very treasured friend of mine. But what do you love about being a change maker? I love to see people come to life. It's amazing to witness people who'd been stuck in existence have a shift of some kind, whether that's with me or someone else, and seeing the changes in their eyes, the way that they live their life, in the heart-led actions that they take. It's such a blessing and a gift and it's not something to be overlooked or pushed down. The significance of people stepping up and actually changing the way that they live their lives and the way that they're interacting and what they're choosing to experience is enormous. 
and it's not given enough credit. It's just like, oh, I'm on this health kick. Well, if you actually talked about it, how it's affecting you properly, it might even inspire someone else to come in and see that. And it just takes one person to make a change for someone else to see it and be inspired. It doesn't mean that we all have to go out tomorrow and go and start eat organic and like, that would be amazing. But it's not realistic. It's about creating little changes here and there that fit with your lifestyle so that you can then create a cosmic shift. Like that's kind of the energy that I see in. Yes. And I mean, the food prices at the moment are going through the roof along with the interest rates. I mean, we had the interest rates go up yesterday with all of that in mind. Do you truly believe that you can nourish yourself with, you know, really good quality food without it being overly expensive? I know people are being very mindful of the way that they're spending their money at the moment. What What are your thoughts about that? My thoughts on that are you don't have to be a millionaire to eat healthily and to choose a healthy lifestyle. It's about making smart choices, smart decisions. If you need to choose to go to farmer's markets because they're cheaper, if you need to invest in growing some things at home, do it. If you need to really invest your time and money into your health, I highly recommend it because I'd much rather pay for preventative healthcare than to have to go to the hospital because something's gone wrong in my body and I wasn't supporting myself as best I could. I understand money worries and prioritizing, but for me, working your way around to find yourself a bargain and a deal to get what you need to get to support yourself in the best way possible I'm going to do it 100 times out of 10 I don't like to pay full price for anything I will hunt for the right thing it's just a matter of doing research and really knowing your hot spots about where you can get the best things to support you and your health journey moving forward I think a lot of people have the perception that farmers markets are more expensive than the supermarket but they're not are they no and they're actually when you look at the farmer's market as a whole, it's a lot more ecologically sustainable because we're not dealing with the beauty standards of fruit and veg. They literally grade carrots, bananas and apples on how they look versus how they taste. And that is going to be reflected in what you're paying for at the checkout. I'd much rather go to the farmer's market, meet the person that actually grew it and get myself what I need to move forward for my week with my food versus getting a humongous bag of stuff that I'm going to struggle to get all the way through that is probably not at its best anyway and it's not going to do my body what it needs it's really changing the perception that just because it's not at the shops it's going to be more expensive nine times out of ten it's actually cheaper because you're cutting out that middleman and you're giving yourself that real opportunity to invest in your local community it's all about building up that community standard and that relationship but i know the guy that grows my carrots how many other people can say that yeah and i love that and i mean obviously i'm very fond of community building in in a number of different aspects not even just this podcast but you know I, I too have have changed my mindset in the way that I you know I shop for ingredients I'm, I'm mindful that where I can I will buy organic food over just the standard and you know where I can I'll go to the farmer's market but I, I think a lot of people don't really realize that it, it's actually easier and cheaper so that's a good helpful tip for you know what is going on economically right now thank you no worries it's really my joy to help people break through these mind lies that they're telling themselves like have you actually looked at what this thing is you're telling yourself is it actually true like investigate have a look is it real well that's what we want for for all the topics not just food right we want everyone yep. asking the questions is this real how do you actually feel about this are you choosing this from fear but I think that might be a conversation for a different day otherwise this podcast will probably go on for like six or seven hours at the at the very least knowing us and the way we chat yes 
<laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Amy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge today. It is an absolute pleasure to have you join me on the show. And I'm so grateful for the things that I've learned from you. And I'm inspired by the things that you're doing. And I look forward to seeing more of that beautiful journey unfold. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been such an absolute honor and a joy to be here. And I cannot wait to see what comes from this for you because big things, babe. <laughs> Thanks, beautiful. Thank you.